What's your mom? A working mom. And what did she write? The working the mom. The working mom blueprint. blueprint. And what should they do? Go buy, buy it today. The Working Mom Blueprint is now available wherever books are sold. Go grab it for yourself, for a friend, for a sister, for a colleague, so we can help working moms, all moms, to thrive, not just survive on their motherhood journey. Mm Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to the Modern Mommy Doc podcast. This week, we are talking about potentially one of the heaviest topics that weigh on a mom's mind, especially a working mom's mind, which is sleep. And especially when you have an infant, when you have a little baby, when you're thinking about going back to work, how do we navigate sleep? Because gosh, when our babies don't have good sleep, then we don't have good sleep and so many issues that then come as a fallout of that. So today I am really thrilled to welcome my guest, Andrea De La Torre, who is here today to talk with me about this topic. Welcome, welcome, Andrea. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love I love being in podcasts, especially ones that are geared towards moms. <laughs> so thanks for having me on here. And let me know if I'm not talking loud enough. I am a very soft-spoken person. You're totally fine. We can hear you great. No worries. Okay, so tell me first, and really feel like you can totally dig into this for as long as you want, about your story. What made it so that you're so passionate about this topic? I mean, now you share about it on Instagram and all over the web to tons of moms. So what made you feel really passionate about this topic? Okay, so let me start with like way, way, way beginning. I wanted to be a teacher since I was little. Like I have all these like notebooks where I graded myself and I would create these like fake tests for my imaginary friends. And so all I wanted to do was be a teacher and I went to school for being a teacher. I got to be a teacher, but then I always had this dream of also being a mom. And then I don't know if there's a lot of public schools. I I was teaching a public school, Title I school, and it's very, very intense work. You know, you work from like six to seven. It's not, you you don't get to leave, right? And so we got married, we had a baby really quickly. And then I realized I couldn't give 100% to teaching and to being a mom. Like I just couldn't do it. And I felt like I was just failing. So I decided to stay at home. But this, you know, this desire to teach and help is always still in me. And also I wasn't sleeping. (laughs) My little guy was waking up every two to three hours for the first five months of his life. And I just kept thinking, you know, it'll get better. It'll get better. It'll get better. And it didn't get better. And I was unhappy being at home instead of being teaching. And so I said, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to find a way to marry those two passions. And I'm going to find a way to 
fix his sleep <laughs> and then maybe also kind of like do a like a side business thing for me where I can teach other moms about sleep. So I decided to learn everything I could about sleep. And then I found a certification process, got certified, realized what was missing and why he wasn't sleeping. And then I realized I could make a big difference because there was a huge gap missing or huge gap of whatever you say. <laughs> My first language is not English. And then <laughs> sometimes I forget that and I try to explain myself and it just come out right. Anyway, I realized that the thing that's missing is more understanding and more personalization for sleep help for each mom, especially for someone that, you know, even for like a stay at home mom, they have very different needs than someone who goes to work all day or someone who works part time or someone who works to goes to work, but has a daycare or a nanny or a mom or mother-in-law, whatever. There's just so much personalization needed in how we approach sleep. And it is very rarely just like, here's a textbook, read it and you'll get your baby to sleep. You told me to go deep, so I am, I am a talker. So tell me when to stop talking. <laughs> but so that's what I decided to do. I was going to create a very personalized approach. And so I was doing one-on-ones and I would help someone like for a full two weeks until I, I helped them. But then I started to grow a lot and word of mouth just started to spread. It was, I mean, what I was doing was coming from the heart. And so I think when you do things kindly and with the best intentions, I think it just spreads out eventually. And that's what happened. And I couldn't help people. I was turning people away. And it was like hurting my heart <laughs> to say to a mom who was sleep deprived, no, I can't help you. So I said, you know what, I need to find a way to automate this all. And so I created, I kind of put like, I, I spent three months writing everything I knew <laughs> and creating a product, creating, creating a thing where people could go in, fill out a survey, and then have like a personalized approach to baby sleep. And so and now I'm, I can do that. And so people can get that, but I can also spend my time on Instagram teaching about baby sleep, not charging anything or whatever, but I can still do all that and help moms and help moms realize that they have it in them to figure it out, but that there is a lot of sleep signs that they might be missing. I love what you just said about they have it in them to figure it out. Like, cause I think that's yeah. the key, right? When, when you have sleep woes happening with your baby, I mean, I remember as a pediatrician holding my baby like so tightly and my husband looking at me and saying, are you going to shake her? Because you literally look like you're about to shake this <laughs> yeah. baby. Like I need to take her from you because I was so frustrated. And I, the thing mm -hmm. that really struck me in that moment was that it wasn't about her not getting sleep. Yes, I was sleep deprived, but it was about this feeling of like, shame or inadequacy. Yes. Yeah, like, why can't I figure this out? Yes. Why can I not figure it out? And, and when you look around you, yes, people talk about how babies have a difficult time sleeping, but it feels like there must be some magic solution that you're mm -hmm. not finding. Like everybody else is privy to it. This product gets 80,000 Amazon reviews and is like amazing for everyone else, but doesn't work for you. Must mean that there's something mm -hmm. you're doing wrong. Yes. And that's something else I like to tackle a lot. That's like one of my passions to like help you listen to your intuition more. And also mm -hmm. to realize like, if you haven't figured it out, you just haven't figured it out. It's not like you failed at it. It's just, there's something missing that you will figure it out or your kid's just in a stage where they don't want to sleep. It's, it's like nutrition. It's like with everything, there's no way anybody can know everything. Like my little guy was so constipated and I just, I had no idea what to do. I just had no idea. And I was like, I should know this. Why don't mm -hmm. I know how to help my baby boy? I just, you know, but there's just no way we can know everything and that's okay. Yeah. But there's also, you know, there are people that can help you get there. Okay. So share with us, because I know there are people that tuned into this episode because they are feeling really desperate and they want to get some aha moments here. 
Share with me some things that you learned when you had your baby or that you've learned as you've helped other moms that are kind of aha moments, like major concepts around baby sleep that you wish everyone knew. So the first one this is going to sound stupid because it's going to be so pain, but every baby is different. And I know that's like, okay, well, I know that, but it's true because some babies and you might have that neighbor that says, I nursed my baby to sleep and they slept all night. Maybe your baby doesn't, can't do that. Maybe they're, I can never say this word, prioperceptive. Is that the word? Proprioceptive. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe your baby system is a lot more matured or a lot more intense and they notice differences a lot more than that baby. And so your baby won't be able to be nursed and sleep all night. Mm-hmm. Or maybe your baby is just needs more feedings than that baby at night. Or maybe your your milk has you're giving less milk baby to baby than that person. Like just every single person is different. And so your goal should never be, I want to sleep like their baby. Your goal should be, I want to help my baby sleep their best sleep. And mm-hmm. once you're there, it's a lot easier, right? So that's number one aha moment. And that it sounds stupid again, but if you really, really internalize that, I think that's gonna help. Number two is that many, many babies need to sleep through the night with whatever help you're giving them at the beginning of the night, right? So if you are nursing your baby to sleep, you are rocking them to sleep. Many, many babies want that every time they cycle through their sleep. And, you know, four-month-old, six-month-old might be doing like four or five cycles. And so they might be asking for that help to go back to sleep four or five times a night. And so that might be the reason that you're not getting long stretches. It's because they're getting used to, you know, it's it's our survival instincts. Like Neanderthals, okay, I'm sleeping here. There's caves around me. I wake up, there's no caves. Something's wrong. I'm going to call out for help, right? And so that's mm-hmm. what happens to a lot of babies. They say, I fell asleep, nursing, milk was coming in my mouth. Now I'm awake. What do I need? All right, I'm going to call until I get that milk again, right? Yeah. And so that's a huge, huge reason a lot of babies just don't sleep the night. Let me tell you really quick in that one, what I see in my clinic, because what I call that in my clinic is like association. Like you have a sleep association. So it's not bad or it's not good. It's just what your baby has learned that this is what they need to fall asleep. And so I tell people when they're thinking about like, you know, I know sleep training is a big word, but when they're thinking about, do I want to break that habit or not? First of all, I think you'd probably agree with this. Like it's up to you if you want to break that habit. It's a perfectly yeah. fine association to have if you're cool with waking up five or six times a night. Like that's totally up to you. I know that I'm never cool with waking up five <laughs> to six times a night. Yeah. And so once right. I realize, like, oh, I've taught my baby that this is the way they're going to get back to sleep. This is the thing they need back to sleep. And I need to replace it with some other way for them to learn how to get back to sleep. That was a total mm-hmm. aha moment and is for my patients too. Yeah. The way I call it is I call them sustainable sleep associations and unsustainable mm-hmm. sleep associations. So you have to decide which one's for you. And maybe it's sustainable for you to nurse baby to sleep for five months. And then on the sixth month, you're like, you know what, this is not sustainable. And that's mm-hmm. when you decide that you need to make a change. And so that's an awesome distinction that you're making for your patients. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I like that. And and I think in general at Modern Mommy Doc, I mean, that's our whole shtick is like, what things are you doing that are sustainable for yourself in the long term in sleep, but then also just in life and at work? Like if you keep on just grinding it out and holding on by your fingertips on things, eventually <laughs> that's going to seep out somewhere, right? You're going to yep. be resentful or depressed or anxious or like explode at your partner or at your other kids or whatever. Like yeah. it is all about like creating what is sustainable. And that I love what you said about that might change. 
Like it might mm-hmm. be that what was sustainable at two months old for your baby and you doesn't feel sustainable for you at month six, day five. <laughs> like it might right. get to a yeah. point at whatever point for you that it's not sustainable. Yeah. And that's, that's the most important thing to realize what works for you. And that mm-hmm. when people say something like, well, you know, I didn't sleep much and I was fine. Well, that not sleep much might've been waking up every four hours, but not mm-hmm. sleep much for some people is waking up hourly. And those are mm-hmm. very, very different. But let me just do one last aha moment. Cause this one really, really changes everything is that every baby has different needs of sleep. Right. So I teach a lot of these. I teach a lot of like scheduling and how to figure out schedule because schedule is one of the biggest factors of baby sleep that people don't notice. But like, for example, a four month old in general, four month old should be going to sleep every two hours. Right. Mm-hmm. But then we we have to analyze and move it around a little bit. Maybe a four month old can only last an hour, 45 minutes. Maybe a four month old can do two hours and 15 in the morning, but only two later. And maybe a four-month-old can take two-hour naps with that wake window, and other ones can only take 30-minute naps. What you really got to look for is, are they happy? Are they thriving? Are they reaching milestones? Are you happy? Are you thriving? Are you enjoying their milestones? And that's how we reach a schedule that's working for your family. So those are my three ones, if you were to ask me for three aha moments. (laughs) Yeah. No, I think those are golden nuggets that people can take away. Talk to me more about the scheduling, because people do tend to become either very much in my office, what I see is very much, there's no schedule. We just kind of follow what baby's doing or become very regimented about it needs to be on the three hour, kind of like the baby wise track of like, it needs to be, you know, play play, sleep, all of that. But what I'm hearing you say is that it needs to be probably more individualized. So how do people get to that place? How do they figure out what that individualized schedule should be? Okay. So this is going to sound kind of poo-poo or something but basically you just have to figure out what is your lifestyle how you want to live your lifestyle and then accept that your life changes with a baby right so for example let's say you are a very very go free like no no worries person that that's me generally i don't need a i don't need a schedule i like doing this but my baby needs a schedule, right? Some babies mm-hmm. need that consistent. Most babies need consistency, obviously, but some babies are very, very, very specific to their needs. My second baby, if I missed his wake window by five minutes, he would just scream and never sleep, right? Mm-hmm. My third baby now, she is more like me, more go with the flow. If we miss her schedule by 15 minutes, she's chill, she's happy. I'll just nurse her and she falls asleep and she's fine. So you got to know who you are and try things out and but if it's not working you gotta say you know what maybe my baby needs more consistency for example my sister's my sister lives right next door (laughs) my sister's baby she is a stickler for schedules she needs she needs to be warned about things like 20 minutes ahead and then you need to start 10 minutes before nap and then you gotta hit nap right on the dot (laughs) otherwise she doesn't go to sleep right Mm -hmm. and that works for my sister because my sister loves schedules and so that is something that works for them I could never live like that full time because I'm not like that. I'm not type A. But so that's, I think, where it comes in to know a little bit about sleep science, right? Know that babies generally have wake windows. Know that babies generally sleep better if you don't nurse them to sleep. Generally, some babies do. Know that babies generally sleep better with a full tummy, right? So you need to know some basics and you can check my Instagram out for all that stuff. It's not like trying to sell something. I just like give out a lot of mm-hmm. basics and then try to find something that works for you and your family. And again, remember that what works for baby might not be what you're used to. And then that's kind of like a hard pill to swallow, but then 
it might just be a one year of needing to be really consistent of not being able to go out very late. But then after a year, you start going into a new pattern. I told you I was going to sound a lot. You know how like in high school, you could join different clubs depending on your interests or things people were into. I wasn't really that much of a club person when I was younger, but these days it feels like having a tribe of other working moms around me is so, so valuable. And it's hard to do in real life because we're all scattered and busy and have our separate lives. We have designed the Modern Mamas Club to be that club, that tribe, that support network for you. And we didn't want it just to be about what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome professional or what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome mom, but also what are the ways we can help you to remember who you are as an individual person? Voila, welcome. The Modern Mamas Club is on the scene. It's a community of mamas to support you, 24 access to our video library, live events, workshops, hangouts, relatable mom rooms and discussions, and a resource library and recommendations from yours truly, Dr. Whitney. Go check it out at modernmommydoc.com. I hear what you're saying as acceptance, like (laughs) acceptance for the moment, right? Grace for the moment of sometimes you can't change a baby to be according Mm -hmm. to what you idealize that they would be. You know, sometimes you have to accept what are the ways that they are and maybe they'll grow and change and be different as they get older, but that we do have to kind of honor our babies and our children as the individual humans that they are. And that just like we have needs that they have needs. Tell me what you think too, about this idea. I'm always kind of like preaching for lack of a better word to moms about your needs and your baby's needs are separate. So maybe your baby Mm -hmm. has kind of a lagging skill of being able to sleep well or be able to go to sleep on a schedule, but that doesn't mean that you can't get other people in your parenting village around you so that you can still get the sleep you need. Like those are very separate things. You being able to get adequate sleep and your baby being able to like follow the book like you want them to. Right. Yes. And that's, I mean, that's a huge thing too. Like I said, babies have different sleep needs. Some babies need a lot more sleep than others. Some moms need a lot more sleep than others to just be functional. And you Mm. need to know which one you are. And you need, I mean, I I know I say this, like, not everybody can afford childcare or not everybody can afford extra help. But if you are sleep deprived, I think that needs to be a priority. A hundred percent. Like maybe you, you come up with a way to have someone come help you so you can take, you can get sleep. And that's a hard pill to swallow again. I, when I was pregnant with my second, I was so tired and I was taking care of my first and I was running my business. And I thought like, well, I shouldn't have to hire someone to watch my first so I could take a nap. Mm -hmm. But I did. I had to (laughs) Mm -hmm. because I was ragey. I was not happy. I was, you know, and so I had to hire a college student. She came and played with my kid for two hours while I slept. Yeah. And I felt so guilty and so bad about that. But I don't know why, because after that, I was able to be a much better mom to him. And I was able to be much happier with myself. And I was able to fill my cup just for my own sake, but also to pour into him. Yeah. And to be able to do the thing that it sounds like you were kind of 
put on this earth to do, which is to help other moms with the sleep. I did that same thing. I have a person who comes in the morning and helps my kids get ready for school and get out the door and go to school because my girls are like raging in the morning. I don't know what's (laughs) going on, but they're horrible at getting out the door and to school. And I felt so lame. Like, why can't I do this? And why don't I enjoy doing it? I should be able to enjoy doing this, getting my kids to school. Like that's quintessential, like working mom, (laughs) you've reached the summit. (laughs) If you get to be home with your kids and take them to school, I rearranged my schedule to be able to have that happen. Uh But I found that then I would jump into the part of my work, which was really meaningful for me doing podcasts, doing interviews, talking with people, being on panels. And I would be so flustered by the morning. Mm that then I couldn't give myself fully. And when my kids came home from school, I was already feeling bad about how I acted with them in the morning and feeling like irritated, you know, that then I wasn't as good a mom, like you said. And let's like dig into that thing about the money, because I think we have to Mm -hmm. about where we place our resources. Clearly there are moms that have $2 in their pocket and they are not going to be able to afford to have someone help them with sleep. But I would wager that a lot of those moms are like, sleep is not the number one thing on their mind. You know what I mean? Like bigger, bigger problems that they are trying to solve. And we should be supporting those moms as much as we can. But a lot of the moms that come to see me, they're spending a lot of money because there's all these outside pressures, not by fault of their own on things like super fancy stroller or on like Mm -hmm. the nursery looking perfect or on, you know, like, Gap coffee to keep you awake. (laughs) Coffee to keep you awake. And so it really is about reallocating resources. Yes. It really is. And yeah, just having actual priorities that make you happy and not, Mm -hmm. you know, make this space of you looking happy. That's always been I mean, that's always been a huge priority for us as as in our business is to be affordable. We're not a luxury brand and I never Mm -hmm. want to be because when when I needed help with sleep I was a teacher and my husband was a teacher or I had just yeah. quit being a teacher and my husband's a teacher we did not have a lot of money and all these sleep consults I found were like eight hundred dollars I'll help you a thousand dollars I'll help you and you know we just didn't have that and so I said you know I want to be someone that I could afford always yeah and that's always been our goal and that's always going to be your goal even if it gets hard because I do think sleep shouldn't be a luxury thing But I think if you have luxuries, you should definitely invest in sleep. Yeah. And that even if you don't, (laughs) finding resources like you. I mean, the cool thing with the internet and with Instagram and all that is there's so much free advice out there. You know, there's so many basics you can learn just by following the right accounts, you know, and by getting... And you and I know, Andrea, that like in order to have content, let's do like a business side panel here, Mm -hmm. but like... In order to have a business on Instagram, you're putting out free content all the time. It might not yeah. be exactly in the same way that you would in order of what you've written down for your courses or for what you offer, you know, on your website, but a lot of it's going to be there. And so if people are yeah. willing to kind of invest the time to look through and read, they're going to find out so much. Yeah, I have people all the time being like, I don't know how to pay you back because I didn't buy anything. I just looked at your Instagram stuff and my baby's sleeping. I was like, well, you telling me that's all I need, really? (laughs) Because, yeah, I'm on my story every single day just talking about baby sleep and it's what I enjoy and what I love doing. And if you Mm -hmm. have those 10 minutes a day to invest that, I think it's worth it. Okay, so people can go check that out. But tell me for the working moms who are 
really at that point, maybe they've been home with their babies, things have been working kind of okay, but then now they have to head back to work. Do you have any tips for moms that are making that transition of how they can help their babies with sleep? Yeah. So as always, as much consistency as you can provide will be best, even if you're more like chillaxed. Is that word still in? I don't know. I used to go on high school, but <laughs> if you're a more relaxed mother and you're kind of going with the flow, like stick to that consistency as well. Mm-hmm. And it's going to make a difference again. As like I said, like maybe they're going to a daycare where they have set naps. But if you're going to daycare, do know the laws. There are laws in most states that say daycares have to comply with whatever schedule you give them. Isn't that interesting? I didn't know that until like a I didn't know years that ago. either. Because a lot of daycares will be like, well, they're 11 months. I'm going to force them into the one app schedule. And yeah. in a lot of states, they're not allowed to do that. So do know the laws, especially so you can like say that when you get there and you don't sound like a, I don't know, a lot of moms are so scared to come off wrong to the daycare. And it's like, no, 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 these people are taking care of your most valuable, not possession, but whatever. No, I I hear you. And uh, you're right. (laughs) Yeah, you got to be the only the main advocate for your child, right? So what I would say is if you're more than two, three weeks out, don't stress about it. I have like a two week rule for any sleep worries. If it's two weeks out, don't stress on it for two reasons. Two reasons. Because sleep changes, sleep can change so much in two weeks, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever working is now could not be working in two weeks. So if you're stressed about something in two weeks, don't. Also, mm-hmm. because any big issues you have in sleep, if you know what you're doing, you can fix it in two weeks. Mm-hmm. That time frame is enough to fix it. So my first rule for working moms, if anything that's more than two weeks out, don't stress about it. But once you're getting closer, two, three weeks, you can prep for it. Talk to the person that's going to take care of them. Write out your schedule or what you like to do, what works, what doesn't. Write out routines. Having a routine is huge. And, you know, nap time routine is only like two, three, five minutes long. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? But writing all those things down and being able to hand that over to whoever's taking care of baby. Maybe they won't look at it. (laughs) Maybe they will ignore it. But that's not the worry you need to worry about. You need to worry about how it makes you feel to have that all written and being able to give it to someone else. That's my my main tip. Now, I also have tips for people who can't follow the rules and it's affecting nighttime. Two huge things. One is sitting them down and talking to them. Hey, I know this is not how you like to do things, but look at my baby. My baby is tired. My baby's not sleeping well. This is specifically harming the baby if you don't follow what's working for them. And then another thing that I know is a lot easier to say than do Sometimes you might just need to change your childcare ideas and your childcare. Mm-hmm. What you know, maybe you thought mother-in-law would be a great help, but she's she's not following what you want. Maybe you know, baby's overtired, baby screaming all night. Maybe it's time to make a really, really rough decision and change. Yeah, we had a childcare person who was working with us who was amazing in so many ways, but at one point, my youngest daughter, she was a little bit older, she was like three and a half. And she was still napping in the day. And then at Mm. night she'd be party animal. She'd be up until Mm. 11 o'clock, you know? And so I said to her, Hey, listen, we got to either cap the naps or we got to cut out the naps. Like we have to make Mm -hmm. a change here because for our family and for her, she's not functioning because now she's up till 1130. Like try as I might to get her to bed. She won't, that's not (laughs) going to work, you know, for the more, it's just Mm -hmm. not sustainable. As we said earlier, and she was yeah. pretty resistant. And we sat down and we had a discussion. And eventually, it was because there was another child kind of as part of it. So there's different factors playing into it. And eventually, yeah. we had to make a change. And that was really yeah. hard because I was invested in this person. Sure. And I, 
I love them. But at the same time, I think you as a mom, you're responsible for you to be your own inner advocate and you're responsible mm-hmm. for your kids. And that's yeah. it. That's who you have allegiance to. Yeah, and your to. family as a whole. Yeah. 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 Honestly, it was a moment of empowerment for me. And I think that's the message that you and I are both giving to these moms Mm -hmm. is when it comes to other caregivers is that you can advocate and that you are in control of who you choose Mm -hmm. and that setting boundaries around what's going to work for you as a whole family, for your child, for you, that that's okay. That that's part of your ability to have success is to be able to have some boundaries that are healthy for you and to make decisions that work well for you for success. Yes, a hundred percent. That's <laughs> it's so hard to know that it's hard to understand that. But yeah, that's probably one of the things that helped me most to, cause you know, with my first kid, with all his sleep issues, I, until I figured out what sleep science was, I didn't realize that the real issue was that he had a hidden dairy allergy and that's what was messing up with everything. And, so, but, and, and you know, no one believed me and no one, wanted to hear that and stuff and so that's when I read somewhere like you are your child's best lawyer and no Mm -hmm. one else will be and Mm -hmm. so that's what keeps me going always you know that's how we found my other two kids had dairy allergy and that's how I found my second kid had reflex I have a lot I have a lot of thoughts (laughs) on a lot of things but yeah I could talk for hours but that's the main thing you are your child's lawyer and you need to be a good one at that but Mm -hmm. I think being a lawyer, not not that I am a lawyer, any knowledge and attorney or whatever, part of that is doing a lot of research. Part of that is reaching out to a lot of people. Part of that is listening and then mm-hmm. making changes and knowing that everything is a different stage of life. Nothing is like forever. Yeah. Okay, you guys, thank you so much, Andrea, for being here today. This was so valuable. Will you tell our audience where they can find you if they want to hear more about you and they want to find out more about the work that you do? Yeah, just look up Baby Sleep Answers. My main domain is Instagram, but I also have a whole blog on my website, just babysleepanswers.com. And yeah, just reach out there. I have a Q&A on Wednesdays and Fridays, and then I do a sarcastic Q&A as well if you're into sarcastic humor. And then I share all about my life with my three kids and running the business with my husband. So I hope you guys get there. And thanks for having me, Whitney. This is, I love this podcast that you have. Of course. Okay. Till next time, guys. Hey mama, if you want more of the Modern Mommy Doc podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag Modern Mommy Doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.